Are you stressed, full of anxiety? Your mind never seems to be calm or at peace? These are all caused by elevated cortisol levels. Cortisol is the hormone that's responsible for stress and is one of the few that increases with age. It's believed that high cortisol levels lead to aging and over time, cortisol can damage your brain, muscles, bones, skin, and even your immune system. Gerovital H3 is used for lowering stress by reducing cortisol. Call Primrose Leaf today for Gerovital H3, the real GH3. Call 844-376-0007. How powerful is music when it comes to your mental health? Well, music moves the soul. It creates images in our minds and it can calm and energize us. See, the word soul actually refers to our emotions and music is one of the most powerful tools that we can use and engage in to help us be more joyful, calm, and productive. Even researchers are saying that learning music may have the power to reduce the risk of Alzheimer's. Today, to talk about the power of music and our mental well-being is crossover country and southern pop recording artist Bree Carter. This Louisiana girl was raised on several authentic southern staples, the Bible, Lone Star Missionary Baptist Church's Choir, Charlie Pride, Loretta Lynn, and Aretha Franklin, to name a few. She is a proud veteran of the U.S. Army, where she served as an enlisted soldier and as an officer. And she has new music on the way through her global music distribution deal with Brownlee Entertainment and The Orchard. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome one of the most talented singer-songwriters in music today, the ever-lovely Bree Carter. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's so good to be here with you today. Well, it's great to have you. And, you know, it's, you know, being Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, I think mental health has taken, has taken center stage across the nation uh, more than ever before. And you being in the military, uh, you understand what uh, it's like being, well, in a way on the front lines and also our first responders, we're seeing a much higher rate of depression and suicide in today's uh, society more than ever before. I know a lot of people have kind of blamed the pandemic on that for people who got caught up in being in uh, isolation for so long. Uh, so for you, what have you what have you seen on your side? You know what? I think I would definitely agree with what you're saying. I think right now it's about being mindful, mental health. It affects so many of us. And for so long, it's just been a stigma just to admit that you had anxiety or depression or that there were mental health issues. But I think just through the pandemic, just the isolation and just more awareness today, it's okay to talk about. People need to learn a little bit more self-care and kind of do self-check-ins. But you're right, research has shown that, you know, music and mental health, there's just so many so many avenues that you can do, but you have to first be aware in order to to make a difference. Well, you were you were well, you are a veteran of the US military, the US Army. Um is you know, being in the armed services today, uh, you know, mental health really needs to be on the forefront and uh were there any uh, avenues to to that were offered to soldiers and uh, veterans in that area to help improve that at the moment you know, or I, back when you were in the service? 
You know, that is a great question. I think when I was in the service, unfortunately, I think realistically speaking, if there were mental health issues or what have you, people just really, they didn't talk about them. You kind of suffered in silence and you kind of dealt with things. All there were, there were places and people that you can go see. A lot of people, they, they kind of shunned away from things like that because they felt that they would be maybe ostracized a little bit or there would be issues if they actually discussed them. Today, due to all the awareness, hence having uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, I think it's more acceptable for people to come forward and people aren't as afraid, but I think we still need to do a much better job of saying that, hey, it's okay to seek and get the help that you need. Because I think by uh, moving forward and seeking help, I think a lot of times you probably could save a lot of lives by doing that, you know, whether it's self-infliction or, you know, uh, inflicting, you know, pain and suffering on other people. You know, they, they have a saying that hurt people like to hurt people. Unfortunately, there tends to be some truth in that, you know, but I think we need to be a, a, do a much better job of, you know, educating people and saying, hey, come forth. There are a lot of different resources. And thank God today there are more resources and it's more openly accepted. So people are getting the help I think that they need. You know, it almost seems that it's safe for for a veteran that once they've left the military to say, I do have this problem and I need help versus those that are not, are still in the service, that if they were to come out and say that they need help, will they be looked at as being unstable, um, knowing the fact that they are most likely carrying a gun, um, maybe in combat, maybe um, at a guard station? Uh, does that pose a big problem? And at the same time, you know, a lot of our soldiers had multiple uh, tours of duty, uh, especially in the Middle East, where maybe it took one tour to create PTSD, and then they were sent back another two, three, four, five times. For sure. I mean, you you bring up a very good point, that post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, it's real. And I would think that veterans that were in and they suffered some of the PTSD, unfortunately, those are some of the ones that are still greatly suffering in silence. I think today, just with the new generation, just more uh, education and just talking about it a little bit more, just because that soldier is on guard duty, if there are issues, I think that some of them are actually moving forward and seeking help a little bit more. I think some of the ones that maybe, you know, went on tour and, and went back for another tour and some of the things that they were subjected to or had to do, um, I think some of them, they've come back home now that they've, they're off duty and they're still suffering in silence a little bit more, unfortunately. That's why I keep saying education is key. But a lot of times once uh, someone is done with the service, obviously there are VA benefits and what have you. But sometimes there is still that slight disassociation for whatever reason that there is. And no one wants to talk about it. I think we're just taught as, you know, as kids, a lot of times for exact when I grew up of, hey, you know what, you're strong, you can handle it, you're, 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 you're mentally tough. And that's not necessarily the case. I mean, mental health also deals with, you know, the fact that sometimes there's, um, there's an imbalance in, in neurotransmitters, such as your norepinephrine or your serotonin. So there is an imbalance. There could be something medically wrong. And sometimes these, the anxiety or depression or, or trauma happens as a result of being in, you know, fight or flight, being in these situations where you're trying to preserve your sanity and what have you. And through some, sometimes some of that, you trying to preserve yourself, you actually cause yourself a little bit more damage later on. So at that point in time, you're preserving your sanity, but eventually it, it kind of catches up with you. 
It will. It will. Now tell us about your new blog, Music is Medicine, and um, what is that going to do for, well, all of us as well as your fans? Okay. Music is Medicine. It's something that um, I, I, I think I shared with a few friends recently that, you know, God has a funny sense of humor. He knows He knows what you need when you need it. So as much as the blog was written to encourage and educate others, as I was writing and what have you, and I go back reading the articles now, I'm like, okay, Lord, I see what you were saying. This article, I needed to hear this today because there's something just about music, whether you're listening to music, you're playing music, you're singing, you know, playing an instrument or something like that. Music tends to, you brought up the soul, soothe the soul, the inner being, it causes you at least, it gets the endorphins going. And it's good when you can listen to, you know, music, even if it's something maybe you listen to growing up. It's those sounds, those tunes that kind of bring back those happy feelings and those happy memories that kind of calm you for a moment and you get a chance to release and maybe forget about some of the things that you've gone through or you're going through currently. And I think through some of those things, it allows you to work through whatever mental uh, issues that you're kind of facing. And by listening to music or playing or singing, it's kind of, it's a form of self-care because you're kind of, you're, you're taking your step, you're taking a step back taking yourself out of the situation and you're allowing yourself to kind of for a moment, you know, meditate and kind of focus and kind of center yourself to kind of reground yourself. I, I, so I think music, music is medicine. It's true. Obviously there are some people that need medicine and, and need that therapy, but music it's, it's been proven to actually soothe and to kind of help regenerate cells and what have you through uh, being a, it being a part of your life. Yeah. You know, I, even when I'm doing research, if I'm reading uh, an upcoming guest, uh, their their book, or listening to a brand new album, uh, well, except for the album part, but if when I'm doing the reading part, I always have music playing, and and sometimes that music is more in line with what I'm reading, so I can still concentrate on my reading, but the music's there in the background. Now I see a lot of these um, these apps coming out, and uh, where you would put headphones on, or maybe you're in a room by yourself, and and instead of calling it white noise, they're calling it brown noise. That seems to have more of a calming effect upon the body. Have you ever tried that? I haven't tried that. So I've heard of the white noise, and I've done that a time or two. But um, really, for me, whether it's it's words or an instrumental version of something, it's whatever kind of soothes my inner being to allow me to get into that state where I can focus, like you said, whether you're reading or you're doing work or you're driving, you're working out. It just, it, it has a calming effect. Even sometimes if you're listening to something just fast and upbeat and happy, you still, there's a part of you that there's a sense of calmness. So in through that, so when I know you asked how about the blog, I think through music is medicine, my hopes in doing it is to educate, to allow other people to be more aware and to say, hey, you know, I've suffered from anxiety and from depression. You know, I'm not immune to it. And none of us are, truthfully. I mean, we don't know when it's going to hit or who it's going to hit. But by incorporating music into your life, whether it's my music, someone else's music, or music that, that they're creating themselves, I think that is something that would definitely help them in soothing their mental health. You know, it's a... <clears throat> I, I think a lot of people don't realize how powerful music is and not just on the mind, uh, but on the whole body. 
You know, if, if we look at some of the biggest music stars in the world today, and I'm not talking about the young ones, I'm talking about the ones that have been doing this for 50 plus years. Willie Nelson is 90 years old. The Rolling wow. Stones are in their 70s and their 80s. Um, you know, I even, you know, Sammy Hagar is in his 70s. Uh, found out that uh, Alex Van Halen, the drummer of Van Halen, he just turned 70. Uh, Rod Stewart is over 75. Uh, I believe he's 75 now. Uh, Alice Cooper, uh, Dolly Parton is in her 70s. And the and my gosh, and look how old uh, Loretta Lynn was. So music has this uh, very strong anti-aging effect on people. You know, we all we all laugh wondering how why is Keith Richards still alive? Right. <laughs> you know, and I don't and yeah, sure, he probably he's probably done tons of drugs in the past, but there's just something that is incredible about music that causes these people to continue to live at a very mature age and still perform at that level. Exactly. I mean, I tell people music has healing properties. And the wonderful thing is that music is universal. So there's no colors. There's there's no boundaries. It, it, there's no, it doesn't matter what, what someone's socioeconomic status is. Music surpasses all of those things. And it's just, music just does. Yeah, it does. And, you know, I, I got to thinking and uh, because, uh, you know, uh, the late country star Glenn Campbell passed away of Alzheimer's. But what a lot of people don't under uh, what a lot of people don't know about his story was, is that the very last ability that he lost was the ability to play music. So even the doctors were very astonished that even though he uh, couldn't remember uh, dealing with that, but his ability to play guitar uh, and you know, and really think about music. That was the very last thing he lost. So there's so much research coming out now that music itself, learning to play it, learning to read it, people who sing, it has this incredible power of slowing down the aging process, but it actually increases new nerve growth in the brain by remapping the brain, remapping the thought process. And I think everyone, and I, and I always encourage parents, have your kid learn a musical instrument. I don't care if they're in the band playing the trombone. It doesn't matter. As long as they're learning music, it's going to pay off decades down the road. I completely agree. I mean, think about it. Think about babies when they're born, how when they're crying or just as they're sleeping, just the classical and the different type of music that parents allow. So it starts then regenerating their, those cells and and creating cell growth. And I, I, I would venture to wonder, as he lost his ability to play the guitar, if he still had music in his life, if they still constantly played the music uh, of him playing or just music in general. I, I agree. I, I think there's um, there's truly an untold story of just how great music is and and saving lives and 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 healing the body and doing all of that. So when people ask, I'm like, music is my superpower. <laughs> it, and it is. And, and I always tell people, you're never too old to learn. Yes, it's probably easier 
if you're younger and you're a kid. I mean, you and I both know we've been on YouTube and you're seeing these 11-year-old kids play guitar as if they were Eddie Van Halen and you're like, oh my gosh, how are they doing that? Well, the concentration level, those kids are not sitting on video games. They're learning and playing a musical instrument and they've dived into this. But even if you're you know, older, learn to play because, you know, Bree, I always tell people when it comes to if you're learning to play the piano or the guitar, it is your hands, it is your eyes, it is your brain, it is your ears. They're all working together at the same time. So that's creating new nerve pathways in the brain. And that is just going to benefit that person as they get older. I completely agree. So the, the message of the day is make sure you're learning to play a musical instrument. You're taking the time. You're never too old. And if you choose not to actually learn to play, make sure you take some time to focus on that music and just to kind of fully calm your mind. And even if um, maybe you don't calm your mind, I think it's also good to, to go back and replay and revisit in your mind, have different visions of happy moments and times in life where you were learning, where you were at your happiest point. I just think that it's important for all of us. And whether you're young or old, everyone can benefit from it. So sometimes instead of um, physically taking a pill or, or what have you, take medicine. I mean, take music. Take music in as your medicine. And that could potentially heal you. I, I completely agree with it. Now, how can people, now you, you and I have already, we've talked a bit about trauma, especially PTSD. So how can people use the power of music to cope with trauma? Um, listening to music, listening to music, it, it's whether you're whether you're um, using it for PTSD or, or trauma, you've been in a situation using music as a as a meditative state. Once again, calming that mind or if you've suffered some from some sort of trauma, finding the right music for you, whether it's music from back in. I keep saying back in time because there are certain music that we grew up with as kids where maybe your parents were dancing around or maybe you're outside playing and you heard certain sounds and what have you. A lot of those things, a lot of those songs and that music also can soothe. So through trauma, listening to music, playing music or singing music or whatever it may be, music just being a part of your life will actually start to heal you over time. I mean, no one can say how long that, you know, it'll take you to heal from the trauma, but it can definitely start healing you. So, so you can move forward. And yeah. And also in your blog, I believe that you're also writing about uh, the impact of music on anxiety and depression. What have you seen and what have you learned? What I've seen is that um, from my personal experience, just being able to sing and, and hum a tune and what have you through some of the anxiety and depression that I face for myself, it's allowed me to kind of climb out of that, that dark space to a brighter light. So I, I tell people it, it may not happen the minute you turn it on, but when you open your mind up and you truly have, it comes down to mindfulness and it and, and wanting something better than where you are. And when you have that and you concentrate and you focus on it and you meditate on it, you're going to start seeing yourself come out of that anxiety and that depression over a period of time. But you gotta, no one can say it'll take five minutes or 10 minutes. It's a process that you do. And it's not a, a one and done thing with the music. Music becomes a part of your life. It becomes a part of your therapy. It becomes a part of your, of your routine. You don't let it go. When you find something that's working, it doesn't mean that setbacks uh, or, or depression or anxiety won't creep back into your life. But the minute it does, you already have music as part of your, your daily routine. So it's easier to ward it off and to combat it. 
Well, let me ask you this, and this may be a question that you can answer, and it may be a question that you can't answer. Do you ever have songs that you know that if they ever came on the radio or if you were, let's say, listening to Spotify or something on your phone and the song comes up, but it's a song that's linked to, let's say, a bad memory, do you just skip it or do you listen to it? So if it's linked to a bad memory for me, I'm probably going to skip it because if you're already having anxiety or depression or you're in a dealing with trauma, why would you want to relive, you know, those traumatizing moments? You want to move past that because there are millions and millions of songs to choose from. Skip through it. If it's on Spotify or, or whatever music um, you're listening to, fast forward, skip it. Move towards uh, something because the, the goal is to heal, not to stay in that position. We want to we want to cross over that because there is a fine line between that happiness when you're trying to escape being depressed, you know, in that depressive state. There's a fine line. So the goal is to cross over that line, not to kind of linger into it, kind of cross over it, move past it. And once you move past it, if you hear that song, then you're able to cope with it and deal with it. If you kind of have flashback to some traumatizing moments, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I always kind of mention to people, be careful with the songs that you choose for a loved one's funeral, because once you choose it and you play it, you're going to remember that song and that moment. So if you don't want that song to be bringing up, let's say, a sad time, then don't use that song. And uh, and you're right. We have we have you know we have the choice, and we have to choose wisely. And the Bible says, you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And yes. you know, David and even Solomon wrote well Psalms. And there's a lot of joyful songs there in Psalms. And for those of you that may not be close to music, at least open up the Bible and just start reading some of the Psalms. And there's a lot of great Psalms there that yes. will help lift your uh, spirits. And you're right. You know, there's, there are songs that, uh, that I'll hear and I'm like, nope. We'll just pass that. We'll just skip that one very quickly. And uh, but there's a lot of songs out there that will can bring a lot of joy to a lot of people. And maybe sometimes we need to be singing a silly song just to kind of make us laugh. That is so true. That is so true. And there are a ton of um, champion empowering songs that you can listen to that'll make a difference. For me, I listen to it's one of my songs, but it's called Stronger Than That. And it's just a reminder. I talk about God having a sense of humor. It's to know that you're stronger than you're you're stronger than whatever situation that you're dealing with or that you've been through. You can overcome, but take the time, move through it. There are brighter days. You'll see the light at the end of the tunnel. Ah, uh, there you go. And ladies and gentlemen, you 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 just received some great uh, advice from Bree Carter. Now, Bree. Now, tell us about your career pursuits in both country music in Nashville, as well as being a successful entrepreneur in the medical industry. What's that all about? You know what? I, I tell people it's music, it's medicine, it's my meditation. I mean, it's my mantra. It's who I, it's who I am in my ministry. So that's first and foremost. I tell people I'm a God lover. I'm, I'm filled with faith. That's first and foremost. So that kind of gets me through things. But um, music... It's always been a part of me and um, obviously the medicine, hence we're talking about uh, anxiety and depression for many years, 
I worked in that arena dealing with the different uh, mental disorders, uh, bipolar, social anxiety disorder, depression, and what have you. So just having that experience and working with psychiatrists and what have you, um, and just my prior education is just kind of, it's a passion for me. And I just want to make sure through my music and the messages that I put out, it empowers other people to give and inspire other people to have a little bit of hope. So that's what it's about. Music, music, joining, joining souls together to make a difference in this world that we live in. And sometimes medicine plays a part of it. So sometimes it's music as the medicine and sometimes it, it, it may be pharmaceuticals. Everything's different or, or, or natural herbs. They're, they're different things and everyone needs something a little bit different. But I guarantee you with the, with the medicinal things that you could use such as medicine or with uh, holistic things, adding music to it, it, it it's, it's a combination for, um, for a healthy, good, good mind and heart. Yeah, you know, uh, I always encourage people, don't, if, if you're by yourself, don't be sitting in silence. But at the sure. same time, make sure that you're feeding your, your body, mind, and soul positive things. And sometimes it's good to just to turn the TV off, but put some music on that you enjoy, things that lift your spirits up because it makes a huge difference. But tell us about this incredible brand new distribution deal that you have signed. Oh my goodness, Brownlee Entertainment, amazing. Dwayne Brown, Nancy, Pepper, Benji, all of them, they're just so amazing. I'm just so, I say it's a godsend, it's a blessing. Uh, just, I look for those God connections being where I'm supposed to be with the right people. Cause then, you know, although sometimes it may take you a little bit longer to get there, you're surrounded with the people that you're supposed to be with, but, um, it's, it's been a great ride so far. It's still new with them. And we're just trying to put great music out there and touch and touch lives. Well, so now I also understand that you have a couple of new songs coming out. So what can the fans expect and where can they get your new music? Um, well, once again, I am on Sony Orchard's distribution, so you can download music through them or on all Spotify, you know, iTunes, YouTube. You can catch me on all the platforms that are out there that are available. So that's one thing or BreeCarter.com. Check me out on my website. You also can, you know, read about Music is Medicine, uh, the blog and what have you. For the month of May, every day there's a new article that I've written that's gonna, that goes up. And then after May going forward, just because this isn't a one and done thing, I want this to be constant. Every week I'll post a new blog about music is medicine and new songs that are coming out. Um, I just released For the Good Times, which is a cover, you know, Chris Christopherson, you know, Ray Price made it a hit. So For the Good Times, I, I took it back to the traditional old way of country with that song when I released it. And then I have an original coming out, Straight Up Country Crazy. So in other words, it's just being your true authentic self. That's coming out. And I got lots more waiting for waiting for you to, to share with you. <laughs> hey, I can't wait. And, and I'm thinking too, that you may have to write a song and title it Music is Medicine. And uh, I, I think that would be, I, I think that would be a, a great song to have on your next album. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, Brie Carter, her songs are absolutely fantastic. She has been highly recognized in Nashville for her talent and for her songs. And uh, again, go on Spotify, go on iTunes, right there on the bottom of your screen, BreeCarter.com. If you want to read her brand new blog, just go to BreeCarter.com slash music is medicine and just tap into everything that she's doing you know and here's what i love about brie ladies and gentlemen is, is not only does she 
not only is she an incredible music talent, but she's giving back to all of her fans through this incredible, powerful, potent blog, Music is Medicine. And I, for one, am a big fan, and I, for one, believe that music is actually medicine. So right now, ladies and gentlemen, you need to tap into Brie Carter, listen to her incredible songs and her music, Become you're going to become a fan. I will guarantee you that. So, Brie, you got brand new fans coming your way. I accept them all. Thank you so much. God bless you. Love you. Love you all. Thank you for tuning in today. This this has been amazing. Thank you. Hey, and Brie, again, I want to thank you for coming back onto the program, and I can't wait for you to come back again. My pleasure. And remember, music is medicine. Music is medicine, and I will agree in that vein right then and there. And ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned because I'll be right back with more.